0: Episode 31. Only one day following the Orlando nightclub massacre, the media already wants to know what could be done to prevent these mass shootings that seem to always occur at soft targets.
1: This is the Crime School Radio Show where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert Chris McGoey.
0: Welcome to Crime School. It's been a couple of days now since that terrible massacre at the Orlando nightclub where 49 people were killed and 53 wounded from a mass shooting incident where a heavily armed perpetrator entered with an assault rifle and a handgun and just started shooting people. Everyone's scrambling right now to get to the bottom of this and try to figure out what's happened and why and who is responsible. Local law enforcement and FBI are working day and night trying to run down all leads to get answers the nightclub industry, and all businesses for that matter, are kind of nervous right now, wondering, could this happen here, could this happen to me, could it happen to my customers? What could be done? How do we prevent some crazy guy from coming in off the street and start shooting without care for who he kills or whether he lives or dies? So there's lots of interest on this situation. We've had, had a series of these obviously over the years, and. Nothing seemingly happens after the flurry in the immediate aftermath. We do a lot of talking, we do a lot of investigation, a lot of arguing back and forth, but looking back historically, what has really changed? Now there has been some rather big steps taken, but across the board, not much has really changed, especially that that affects a small business. So the media is up in arms, as you can imagine. The 24-hour news cycle is working overtime with lots of talking heads giving opinions about all the things that could be or should have been done or gun control advocates and opponents are, are out in force. Again, trying to get the bottom of it. Now I got a call just yesterday from uh, an agency that posed an interesting question. He felt upon doing research that the majority of the past mass shootings seemed to occur at quote, soft targets and wanted to talk about soft targets. Is there some correlation between soft targets and these mass shooters choosing these locations? So I agreed to speak to him about that topic. So I recorded it for you so you could listen in. So stay with me, let me get Michael Hernandez. He's the reporter on the line and we'll get off into the discussion. You can also go to crimeschool.com 31. For the show notes. We'll have all the information about this episode. So stay with me for just a moment while I get Michael Hernandez on the line.
1: This is the Crime School Radio Show. After a short break, we will introduce today's special guest.
2: I'd like to talk about soft targets if we could. And I wanted to get your handle on what can be done to prevent the kinds of shootings that we've seen now at San Bernardino and Orlando and Paris.
0: Well, let, let's, I think, first of all, we need to define what a soft target is because these are all different targets that you're mentioning here, these other locations where they've had prior incidents. Mm-hmm. A soft target is, is usually something that's open to the public with no restrictions. Mm -hmm. That's like the sophist target, anyone could access it. And there's no restrictions, there's no regulations, there's no capable guardian monitoring the space. There's no real rules or regulations in place other than people's normal conduct and practicing courtesy and and, and the laws that are on the books, essentially. Mm -hmm. As you start entering private property, you cross that threshold, there might be some restrictions in place. There might be a door, there might be a lock required, there might be permission needed, uh, there might Mm -hmm. be fees to be paid. So it kinda goes up in steps. And those are all things that harden the target because they frankly slow people down. You just don't automatically have access. You need some kind of permission or there's restrictions or the space is not open or available at all hours. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's kind of the definition of a very soft target. Now, what they're using in terms of these mass murderers, what people are throwing about as a soft target is that there's no armed presence there. There's no law enforcement presence. There's no capability of equal force okay. to, to a mass uh, shooting. So, anything less than that, if you listen to the media, is a, quote, soft target. Well, that's just not the way the world is made up or the way the world works. Especially in the U.S., uh, we're an open, free society. People like their freedom. They like to come and go unmolested. They like mm-hmm. to have the easiest access as possible to, to everything uh, right. w- without a lot of uh, fanfare. So in the case of the o- Orlando nightclub shooting, it's, it's private property. And to mm-hmm. get into this club, there, there's some type of restrictions. There are people at the door screaming people as they come in to make sure that they're of the proper age and they're not intoxicated and could be a dress code, could be a variety of other things, but they are some gatekeepers first and foremost. So that hardens a target, having policies Mm -hmm. and procedures to keep certain people out or to keep weapons out. Well, if uh, someone's carrying a weapon and they have a policy of using a magnetometer or they're patting people down, uh, that's, in effect, going to keep weapons out and have a policy because there's alco- alcohol served not to allow weapons. It makes the interior of the club a, quote, soft target because there's no available deadly force inside any longer because it's purposely screened out. Mm-hmm. Now, the same could be said for schools and and many other places that don't permit weapons inside. So, so,
2: so there's slightly harder targets what you're saying is that there's a scale here and that successive measures make it harder than a necessarily purely soft target, correct?
0: Correct. And and that's, part that's part of the design element. If you're, when you're running a venue that's open to the public an entertainment venue, you want to usually put layers of, of gatekeepers or policies or procedures or requirements that, slow people down and allows you to scrutinize, uh, you know, who enters under what conditions at what times. And that mm-hmm. sort of makes, the, makes it harder. So in the case of a mass shooter, if somebody's coming in carrying an assault rifle, for example, and lots of ammunition and is wearing body armor and things like that, if you have these capable guardians or gatekeepers, that's going to allow for at least an early warning system if not a deterrent system, ideally is designed to deter, you know, usually law-abiding citizens, not someone who's intent on mass murder or killing as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Those, those gatekeepers are not designed and set up to stop that level of force. Now, the opposite end right. of the scale, the harder target, if you think of almost any international airport because of its history, now those become harder before you can get into the, terminals and get access to, to airplanes, you have to pass through this portal, don't you? You have to go through screaming and metal detectors and, and body searches. And then you have armed officers there. You have video surveillance. You have communication systems. Sometimes they have uh, dogs. Uh, just different levels that make the target much harder. More likely that some perpetrator is going to be observed and either captured or, or confronted so that now you're getting more into the definition of a hard target. It's hard to overcome. Right. So if someone is bent on being successful, they're going to pick, obviously, the softer targets and not purposely take on and confront that hard target or those forces that might be used against them because they're not going to get very far.
2: Right. So the softer targets, uh, like, like bars, like concert venues, uh, like office buildings, what can be done or can anything be done to prevent the mass shootings that we're seeing time and time again?
0: Well, I don't agree with your your question and your labels about what's a soft target. A grocery store is a soft target. An open elementary school is a soft target. An unrestricted Mm -hmm. office building is a soft target. A nightclub, as I've already expressed to you, has some threshold where certain requirements have to be met at the door. That's not necessarily a soft target because you have to cross that, that threshold and sort of get permission to enter. But it's certainly not hardcore. It's certainly not a bunker or, or anything like that. Now, to, right. make, to make the giant leap, which all the media is doing, all the talking heads uh, talking about this story, what happened in Orlando is obviously never happened before. We've had mass shootings before, but it's never happened in a nightclub yet and where somebody uh, came in and crossed that threshold. There was an off-duty Orlando police officer working outside that nightclub, and he was armed and he had lots of training, and he was unable to either deter or prevent the shooter from gaining access to this club. So how do you prevent something like Orlando with someone who's ready to commit mass murder, is heavily armed, and doesn't care if he dies? That's very difficult. There's very few reasonable things that could be done in the business community that will prevent such an act, either today or tomorrow.
2: Mm -hmm. What are the reasons for that, though? Simply, as you described earlier, that uh, Americans, they want this relatively freer access to venues, to everything like that. Is that the impediment, our desire to have ready access to venues?
0: It's not Americans. I travel all over the world. It's the same way worldwide. Mm-hmm. People, people want to be able to move about and be free and, and have open access as often as possible, not have to go through searches and inspections. Nobody likes that. Mm-hmm. Almost every target in, in worldwide is, is, is a soft target or a semi-soft target where this type of force is not going to be addressed initially. It's always going to take a response of equal or greater force to stop it. So there's the rub. These type of incidents are always going to be response-based, and how quick a response can be mounted against it. There's really no businesses or very few businesses that are going to be on ready alert every day at all times in the anticipation of something like this that has either never happened before or is not reasonably anticipated.
2: Well, as these incidents continue to mount, you know, and businesses do try to cope, I think, uh, or respond to these threats, will they ever be able to get to a point of a- adequate readiness?
0: If you're asking broad, wide-open questions without any conditions or any any focus, the answer is no. To be at the state of readiness, you're talking about an armed camp everywhere, mm-hmm. every public setting, every every place, every shop, every school, every institution has to be an armed camp. We're not going to go there. Nobody wants to be there.
2: The other side of this equation is the access that these individuals have had to rather sophisticated firearms, in the case of Paris, sophisticated explosives, should more be done to curtail the average person's access to, for example, uh, AR-15 style assault rifles.
0: Well, that's always a question. That's always the argument, isn't it? It would be nice, I guess, if you could identify who these people are, these unstable people, these people that are more likely to commit these kind of acts, if you could somehow do that, if you could uh, put a big X on their forehead maybe so we know who they were and restrict their access to public places and to firearms and weapons, if we could do all those things. Uh, that would be terrific, but, uh, but we can't. There, there are other important laws in, in the U.S. And, uh, and even worldwide about personal freedom and, and privacy and fairness where such things with uh, profiling and labeling are, are also equally important to us all. So it's not easy.
2: Mr. Magali, uh thank you very much for chatting. It's been a great conversation.
0: Okay, good luck with your story. Well, that about wraps up today's show. I hope you found this episode interesting and will share it with your family, friends, and coworkers. It makes a great basis for conversation and discussion. You'd be surprised how many different opinions there are out there on this subject matter. We all have different perspectives, different points of view, based on our background, our education, our training, our life experience. So it's important to have these discussions. That's how we learn, right? That's how we grow. That's how we solve problems. So here at Crime School, we're gonna continue to present a variety of educational topics, but we're gonna keep our focus on the theme, making places safe for people and property. Now the subject matter is influenced by things that are happening right now in the news and based on your feedback. So I encourage you to tell me about your ideas. What do you want to hear discussed? What ideas do you think are important? I'm always looking for a guest. If you followed Crime School, you know that we've had some outstanding guests on the show, so I'm looking for those that have special knowledge about crime, crime prevention, loss prevention, that have a legal background, that want to talk about criminal law, civil law, the court system, liability and negligence. I want to talk about products, especially those that deal with solving a crime or loss prevention problem. Let's discuss it on the air. If you're a crime victim and you have a motivating story to tell or interesting outcome, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for participating in Crime School and for doing your part in making places safe.
1: This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com.